things. Behind mine, there's another one that I got off of Mission Bible Class 4. Very similar, but I just want you to have information, especially if you're new to teaching, how do I structure a class? This is how I do it. Um, if you just want to look at this, let's look at it real quick. When am I going to teach this? I may be working on four or five different lessons at a time. That's common for me. Sometimes I'm only working on one, but I'm always thinking ahead. What's coming? What's coming? How do the classes relate to each other? What is the topic? Is it Laban, Leah, and love? <laughs> or is it the Ten Commandments or whatever? Scripture references, of course. And the most important thing you must do to be an effective Bible class teacher is to write down the main idea that, that you want the kids to take home with them. The main idea. If you don't have that clear in your mind, the children are going to walk away and maybe they'll get it, but maybe they won't. Also, if you have that main idea clearly focused, written down, your lesson is going to be better because of it, because everything in your lesson is going to support that main idea. Pre-class activities. What do you do before class? Now, I, I'm a firm believer, and I've gotten, as I've gotten older, I don't mince words. <laughs> as I've gotten older, I believe if you're on time to your class, you're late. Bible class teachers must arrive early. I like to arrive 20 to 30 minutes early. And this year, I've been coming up earlier in the week, setting my class up, and then I get here about 20 minutes early. I want the kids to come early. You say, well, my kids never come early. Well, maybe that's because nobody's ever been there. Or maybe because there's nothing to do and they're bored. Find something for you to do. And I'm going to show you some of the things that we do. And, and these are just activities that you can do. Next, we get into lesson readiness. I want to take the child from where he is to where he needs to be to accept this new material. The next section uh, is the lesson itself. And like Lisa said, we emphasize this is from the Bible, of course. Then lesson follow-up ideas. These are things you do after the lesson to reinforce everything you've just taught. And then evaluation. You need to sit back and think, what? Okay, did that work? You know, we've all had those lessons where we leave and we just go, boy, I just can't teach it that way anymore, right? We've all had flaws. And then we've had others that are so good that we want to make sure we save that material. So many Bible class teachers say, well, I'm just going in there to teach. They go in the Bible class, they teach, and they leave. They hand, they're given the material, and then they hand it back. We need to set our standards higher. We need to think of ourselves like a public teacher would think of ourselves. We almost need to think of this as a profession in a way. And I think if we do, that will improve the quality of what we do. You also have a couple of blank pages like this. Um, sometimes this is what I do, and I might have several of these going on. I just laminated a file folder. This is the lesson plan, blank lesson plan. Um, if I'm thinking of a lesson, maybe like, like next year, I'm going to be developing some new material. I'm going to have these file folders made up for every lesson. And as I think of ideas, I'm going to grab a sticky note, and I'm going to stick it there with my idea on it. Or you can use a dry erase marker. But if you close it, the dry erase can kind of erase. So use sticky notes uh, for the lessons you're going to be teaching and developing in the future. Because random ideas come at random times, right? Mm -hmm. They do. And you don't want to forget them. You want to write them down. So this is just a tool if you need it. It works for some people. Uh, other people don't need it. That's okay. All right. <clears throat> so... 
what do I do before class? And again, these are greatest hits. This is a nine-inch square. Uh, McKayla and Heather, can y'all come up and hold this up? <laughs> this is what I call a hop step mat. It's a cheap old sheep from Goodwill back when they were really cheap. If you don't mind standing over here just a little bit. It's a version of hopscotch. I don't know where Genesis is. Uh, Genesis. They hop. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, they split. Joshua, Judges, Ruth. We have a big hallway here, and I lay this out in the hallway, but kids love this. Now, upper elementary, I insist that they speak the words out loud while they're jumping. Preschool kids, no way that's going to happen. No way that's going to happen. But you can take them by the hand, and maybe you can just do Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, or whatever section you're wanting them to learn. Take a little section and let them walk on that while you say the words. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. You do a version of that, I guess, when they come in by putting the Bible books on. Thank you, girls. I've got one for New Testament. That's, it's actually over, well, it was over there. It's a long, skinny one. We took one of these sheets, split it down the middle, sewed up the short ends and there was a really long one. Boys don't know it's hopscotch. They think that's kind of a girly thing sometimes, but but um, they really enjoy it. Variations. You don't have a lot of space. Kind of put them on some things like this. Notice they're colorized according to uh, the particular, is it law, is it history, is it prophecy, whatever. If you have um, carpet floors, put Velcro on the back, like Lisa said. If you have smooth floors like this, get some duct tape. Put them on back because you don't want the children stepping on these and then sliding because they really do slide on carpet or floors, depending. Another thing you can do is get some little footprints and just ride them on here. Let the kids walk. You can get handprints. If you don't have floor space, get handprints. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Let the kids walk with their hands. What are you doing? You're getting the child involved. You're getting some kinesthetic movement. The younger the child, the more critical that movement is to learn. But you don't spend a lot of time on these. You just you just do them as they come in once, and then, and then you're done. And you move on to the next thing. So what else do I have for the kids to do. I have a lot of learning centers. Um, I could do a whole segment on this, but this is what most of them look like. It's a pencil pouch, and here on the front, they, this is about the 12 spies. So they come in here and they have uh, 12, for, for the older kids, 12 uh, Questions and an answer. Do you see it up here? Here's a big one. How many or how many spies were sent to check out the land of Canaan? Twelve. So they simply put the answer on top of that. And they're small enough that they fit on their desk or they're on the floor. Let me show you um, some pictures of these. They they really, really enjoy these. This is all before class. Some are in their desks. Some are on the floor. You see how small they are? They fit, fit on a desk. There's some. There's a little girl doing the Bible books. I tried not to do anything that you can easily find online. This is one of those that you can easily find online. Bible books on Legos. Get yourself a label maker or a Sharpie and just, just put them on, on Legos. Um, these were given to me by one of our members. Uh, She's given me a lot of things because she knows I'm a Bible class teacher. And, you know, after a while, you start to collect things, right? People start saying, do you think you could 
use this or this? I always say yes. I always say yes. And then I go through it. But the children grab these off the shelf and off they go to do them. I don't care if they complete them. And sometimes they might need to work with a small group. Putting, putting all 66 or all 39 Old Testament books together, that takes a long time, but it's great for kids to work together. And sometimes they do. But you see that little girl in the back, she's doing all of these. If another little kid comes in and we've only got a minute, I say, would you go help her? Help her try to finish this. And so then they work together. So it's, it's fun that way. Um, here they're just simply putting on uh, uh, some circles about creation. And it takes like 10 seconds, and they're done, and they move on to something else. Here's the hot step map. Here's our hallway. Um, I have several of these, but you can see the space it takes. If you don't have the space, don't do this, okay? There are alternatives. Here's another alternative you can do. Make a poster. Um, give the kids a car or one of those little princesses, and the little princess can walk or the car can drive, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. It's reversible. I did this back when um, I didn't have so much money. <laughs> and you know, you really needed to save. Can you know how much a piece of poster board cost me the other day? $2.99. Damn, it's expensive. But it's reversible. You can have both of them in the class at all times. Just make them fun. This is contact paper. Uh, it's not laminated. But. Bible books and these learning centers are our greatest hits because the kids love them. This is from the Imaginality series. Those of us who are older, remember the Imaginality ladies? Here's, here's baby Moses in the basket boat. And so they match up, again, questions and answers. Here they, here they are. Uh, well, these are some uh, that I've made up. The, this is the Passover. They'll have small ones. Um, which book tells about the Pasto, Passover? You've got Velcro. And then where do we read about the Tower of Babel? Genesis 1-1. So they're going to match these things together. Husbands and wives, you overlay them. This is, um, again, I've got a small one. This is John, Joshua 1-9. Be strong and courageous, for the Lord your God is with you. Do not be discouraged. Do not be afraid. But I, I don't know. I think I'm doing it backwards. But anyway, Velcro. This is Joshua, but I put it... I use this memory verse when we talk about Joseph because that was pretty scary. So just get you a, and I think this was an imaginality pattern that I got, but I adapted. So, and other people have taken this idea and they've done other things with it too. You can make it a game. There's all kinds of things you can do. But it's a learning center. It's something that kids do beforehand. And they think it's fun. Uh, here's something else on the, it's called Bag Effect. This is another imaginality idea. Um, you get some peanuts. These are all peanuts. And you've got the 11 brothers of Joseph. You've got Benjamin, Reuben, Joseph. And whatever this says, you put it in the little, little bag. So you've got a little bag of peanuts. So um, I have a reward system for the kids where they earn tokens. So they do certain things before class, and they get these tokens, which they then get to spend in our store. And they like doing these things, but they're also motivated to, to get those tokens. What this does is it gets kids here earlier because we only have 45 minutes. I'm trying to stretch that 45 minutes as much as possible. That's why you need to be there early. 
even if you don't have any fun learning centers or, or game, even if you don't have any of that, you can sit down and talk to the kids. Ask them about their week. How was your soccer game? What did you do in school this week? You know, and so forth and so on. Talk to the kids. Sing songs. Play, pull out a game and just play a game. And as kids come, just add them to teams. Whatever. But there's so much you can do before class. Now, I... Uh, Several years ago, started a, a website because I had ideas that I think were fun, and I just wanted to share them with other people. So there's a lot of these learning center patterns on there. I got permission from the ladies who do imaginality. Here, here's imaginality. These are not imaginality. These are imaginality. Um, so I got permission to 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 produce those and make them available. They said, yes, as long as you don't sell them. So um, these are on my website. I got someone to digitize them for me. Patterns are there. All you have to do is print them out. You'll get the small version. Buy a little pencil pouch or, or whatever and stick them in there and let the kids let the kids learn them. Okay, uh, there's, uh, there's a few more things we do, but again, we don't have time to talk about like that. Um, questions or comments on that? What's, What's your, your website? website? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you have a resource page. It's the very end. I think there's a bunch of resources on there. Uh, is it the last page? Okay, um, kidsbibleclassideas.com. But all of those in there are my go-tos. I regularly go to all of those, and I use all of them. If you need an idea, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You go to one of these places. And then I didn't even put Pinterest on there because, duh, it's Pinterest, right? Yeah. Um, there's a two Facebook, well, one Facebook group in particular that, that's very interactive. Church of Christ Kids Bible Class Teacher. That's on there. Somebody started that, and, and then I started one that was Church of Christ Children's Bible Class Teacher because I didn't know about the other one. <laughs> anyway, so mine was just to put my ideas out there because I, I didn't know anything was out there for the Church of Christ. This was 2008, 2009. It was after that that I discovered this whole world was out there. Um, but anyway, so I started the page. But the Church of Christ Kids Bible Class Teachers you can post your idea or and say, look, look, this is what we did this week. And, you know, you want to share that idea and give other, inspire others. You can do that there. You could also say, yeah, I'm looking for a song for the 10 lovers or whatever. And someone will say, well, I know a song. Or they'll refer you to a website that has a lot of songs. So use those resources. You need to spend time as a Bible class teacher learning a craft. This is a craft. This is not something you just throw together on Saturday night and you walk into the classroom on Sunday morning on time and you start to teach. No, we are, there, there's a bigger mission here. And I just, I, I want everybody to understand that. Um, questions about that? You got it? All right. Lesson readiness ideas. This is where 
the rubber meets the road. This is where you're, do you guys know what a grappling hook is? I should have brought mine. I have a grappling hook. <laughs> you know what it is because I used it in your class. It's one of those, it's, it's, a, it's a thing you throw on a rocky crag or up on a castle wall, and it's got the three hooks on it, the treble hooks, and then it, it hooks to anything, and it grabs it, and it won't let go. You throw that thing up on a castle wall, you can climb up that castle wall, and that hook is going to stay put, isn't it? And you're going to get all the way to the top. Lesson readiness ideas can sometimes have grappling hooks. Sometimes we merely do a review before we go into our, our new lesson material. I do that a lot. But sometimes I have something more. What do I mean? Well, let me, let me ask this. We might call this wetting the sponge or priming the pump. Children sing, hear songs like this. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures, hear them roar. Right? That's what a child hears. Are you sowing the seed of the kingdom, brother? <laughs> Never grow up. Never grow up. Up from the gravy arose. <laughs> yeah. I want to tell you a story about this, this um, genius teacher that I, I think is genius. She was teaching kindergartners, and she was teaching the story about Elijah being taken up to heaven in the fiery furnace, the whirlwind, uh, not the fiery furnace, the fiery chariot, the whirlwind going up. Just, I tell the kids, I make verbal mistakes all the time. I tell the kids, kids just, just you know what I mean. <laughs> I call all the kids by the wrong name. I say, if I'm looking at you, just answer me, even if I call you George, okay? <laughs> Anyway, um, and so she had this really amazing idea to have her co-teacher turn on a vacuum cleaner when the whirlwind came and, and Elijah was taken up into heaven. So the teacher did that. Well, the next week the kids come back and she says, okay, we talked about Elijah last week. What happened to Elijah? One little girl goes, he got sucked up in the vacuum. <laughs> to the teacher. <laughs> what happened? What happened in the child's mind? Huh? Why? Here's the, the, we've got wheels and these little protrusions are cogs. So this is a smooth running machine, isn't it? Smooth running machines. What if I do this? This is the Bible lesson. This is the child. What, Sarah? Disconnect. 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 What happened? Why the disconnect? What happened? What's missing? A wheel. A wheel is missing. Or maybe you you got got a wheel, but you got some cogs missing, and it won't grip. That's what's happening with our children sometimes. They're missing some cogs or some wheels. 
children process information by relating it to what they already know. So that little girl knew vacuum cleaner, but she was a city girl. She didn't know what a whirlwind was. Now, if you're out in the middle of Kansas, they're going to know what a whirlwind is, right? So know your children. Children crawl before they walk. They walk before they run. You have to know how to add before you can subtract, right, Christy? You got to know how to multiply before you can divide. She's a math teacher. Children sometimes misunderstand simply because of their limited experience. They're kids. They're kids. That's why Lisa was saying with the preschoolers, they're concrete thinkers. This is when they learn facts. They don't ask why. Well, maybe sometimes they do. <laughs> but, but as a rule, they're not interested in the why. They just think it's a cool story. They, they like, you know, Samson's hair. That, they think that's cool. Um, Years ago in my Bible classes, and hopefully not anymore, but years ago in my Bible classes, kids would come back the next week and I would say, okay, what did we talk about last week? Crickets, right? Crickets. That bothered me so badly because I had done all of this effort. I want God to get God's word into their brain, and if they don't remember, there's a disconnect somewhere. I'm failing. Why, I asked myself, why aren't they remembering it? Well, maybe it wasn't very interesting. Maybe it was just boring. Maybe I sat there and talked for 35 minutes and then we did a worksheet for 10. Boring. Well, that would be boring for me. Maybe that's not boring for you, but it is, it is to me. So we have to take the child from where he is to where he needs to be. Maybe the children just didn't understand the facts of the story. We get into Gideon and we talk about he was threshing wheat in the wine press. What is a wine press? What's 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 he what's threshing wheat and why would he be doing something in that thing that they can't put the word to? So there's a disconnect. So we have to find a way to connect what we're gonna teach and make sure they have the skills or the knowledge or the vocabulary in place before they get there. Sometimes it's a simple review. This is what we've been talking about. What happens next? All right? All right. Okay, I have a jar with buttons in it. How many buttons do you guys think are in that jar? Anybody want to get there? I guess. Miss Mathley, how many buttons are in that jar? <laughs> Come on. Uh, 100. Okay, she said 100. Wrong. Not even close. Huh? 392. 392. Wrong. At least four. <laughs> At least four. You are right. You are right. 240. 240. How many buttons are in that jar? That's a lot of buttons. I have a lot of buttons. How many buttons are in the jar? <laughs> this is not a trick question. There are 70 times 7 buttons in this jar. There are 490 buttons in, the, in this jar. Is that a lot of buttons? Yeah, that's a lot of buttons. What does this have to do with that Bible story today, I wonder? Let's go find out. So then we go into the Bible story. So we talk about Jesus, and he talks about how many times you forgive. Well, 490 is just a number. Especially, you got first graders, you know, they're just learning hundreds, hundreds. And so 
Why won't they remember that lesson? Well, because they don't have any, they don't have that cog in place yet. But if you show them this, this is 490, they're going to get the idea that's a lot. Okay, that's a lot. <laughs> so that's one thing you can do. One thing we do at the beginning of the year is I give children these small little Lego sets and say, here, why don't you guys put these together? And I give them four or five minutes. And I say, now you have to do it. It's just exactly right. I want it done exactly right. No mistakes. And if anybody gets it perfect, I'm going to get $20. Well, upper elementary kids say, well, um, we don't have any instructions. I say, I don't care. You can do this. You've done Legos before, right? You've been doing Legos your whole life. You can do this, right? Well, you know, you know, and so they have fun putting them together. And you don't want to you don't want to drag these activities too long because we're not here to play Legos in class, right? But after the kids have been in your class for a while, they begin to connect. We're doing these activities. These activities mean something. So then I say, all right, here's the directions. Why don't you see them put them together? Of course, by then we have to stop the activity and they can't put them together. So it's a little frustrating for them. Then we talk about the Bible. The theme for that day is that the Bible is our instruction book. We have to have an instruction book. So they've got the concept, they've got that cog and wheel, all polished. Maybe they understand the concept in upper elementary, but we polished it, we greased it, it's fresh. If they didn't have that understanding before, now they do. So we're putting those cogs and wheels in place. Oh, oh, here, here we go. There, oh, this, this is another one. This is what we do before the Tower of Babel. I have them uh, build structures, divide into small groups, have them build structures out of Legos. These are the Legos that the member here gave me. Um, best, and I say, I want you, as a group, I want you to build something. Tell me what it is. Does it have a name? What does it do? So I want you to work together as a group. And then I say, oh, by the way, and so they're all, I said, you ready? Oh, by the way, you can't talk to each other. So we put on masks. This was before COVID when wearing a mask was kind of unique. Um, so they, they, they put together, um, put them together. But then we talk about it. Why is it so hard? Or I ask them a question with, with your group. So what did you make? Um, this person will say this, this person will say this. Well, I thought it was this. Well, I thought it was this. Well, what does it do? Well, it does this. Or, and I say, can't you guys agree on anything? I, you know, I get a little little nasty. Come on, guys. What is this? Come on, come on. What, what are you doing? Um, I let them get a little frustrated a little bit, kind of feed into that frustration. Isn't that a Christian thing to do? Divisive. <laughs> because why are you having so much trouble deciding on something together? Because we can't talk to each other. It's what the upper elementary will come to that conclusion. If you're doing that with younger kids, you might have to guide them in some of I wouldn't do this with preschool. <laughs> concrete thinkers, right? Don't do this with any concrete thinking age group. Uh, maybe third grade and above, they'll really get the concept. Second grade, depending on the child. Know your children. That's the key to everything that Lisa and I do. You know your children. You know how to adapt things up, and you know how to adapt things down. But this idea can be used everywhere. Lisa, um, Lisa's um, wig, um, sometimes she does a wig and a weight, 
and a rock, I think. She lays those out, and the kids come in, and they're like, you know, what is it? Well, that's what our Bible story is going to be about. Do you know what it is? So even with the little ones, you can use these ideas. Get them excited. Get them to anticipate what's, what's coming up. <coughs> we need to move on. All right. Let me see if I've got my next picture. Okay. We make Kool-Aid in our class. <laughs> well, I, I'm the best teacher ever, but nobody ever and lets us have Kool-Aid in Bible class. It's red, it stains the carpet, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Oops. This is where I lose their trust. <laughs> I must have used salt instead of Kool-Aid. Why did you use salt? And they're just gagging, and why did you use salt? I said, well, I didn't have enough sugar. And so I thought, well, it looks the same. I'll just I'll just use salt. And they're, they're gagging and sputtering. They, they have to stop and get a drink, and it's all gross and everything. Um, you have this in there. This was done to me at a workshop years ago, and I never forgot it. <laughs> I am not going to do it to you because it is not fun. You can use as much sugar or salt as you want. I split it 50-50, but, but you get the idea. Those children don't forget that. Even children who are older who did that have come back and said, I remember the salt and cola. I said, what was the lesson you learned? The lesson is to follow God's recipe. You can do this with the golden calf, the Ten Commandments. Anytime God's people did not follow God's recipe, God's law. That's the main idea. And this is giving them that cog or that wheel in a very, very impactful way. You can also show pictures. There's a little girl, I, I know some of you guys back there can't see this. There's a little girl, uh, they're taking a test. She's looking behind her at what's, what the other girl is writing on her paper. Talk with the kids about what's happening. Yeah, and they say, well, maybe she's cheating. Okay, here, um, children don't always know Children don't always know what to call it. Children say, I don't know what to call it. I can't describe it. But, can you finish it for me? I know it when I see it. You can take this down to very young children to give a picture to a concept. A picture's, a, a picture's worth a thousand words, right? Okay, let's explore another concept. Here's a frog egg. I'm sorry, these are small. Y'all can come up here and look at these after. It shows how the frog changes. Here is a monarch butterfly. Uh, here's a caterpillar, and he changes. Here's a seed, and it changes. It's transformed, isn't it? It's amazing how transformed it is. Here we have some seeds here, and eventually... They're transformed into this. Isn't it amazing how that happens? Um, I generally use the word transform. I, I didn't just now, but when, when I teach this, I would use the word that egg was transformed into something different, wasn't it? The, the That was transformed into that. Because that lesson we did today is going to be a, a word that they just don't hear much. It's one of those big words. And when I present big words to old, older kids, I like them to make 
think that's really an accomplishment. You know, <laughs> a really big word, you know, impress your parents with that. What did you learn about today? We learned about the transfiguration. <laughs> but if you said the word transfigure, transfigure, transfiguration, transfiguration, by the time we get to the actual word and we get to the lesson of the story, the concept is going to be there. You've given them a cog in the wheel. Now, Jesus, is, was, it was a spiritual transformation, of course. We talk about that. Um, let me see. I think, yeah, that's all on that. I wish I could go through all of those ideas I have. Because I have, have a lot of them, but they don't have to be fancy. Missionbibleclass.org, which is on your thing there. She has some a lot of ideas. She, she she does workshops all around the world. She goes to places they don't have Hobby Lobby. I can't imagine where's Cindy Baker. I can't imagine living where there's no Hobby Lobby. <laughs> She's having trouble with toilets, but much less a Hobby Lobby. So she has ideas that don't require stuff. Sometimes it's just talking with the kids about an idea. But Western children are different from children in third world countries. Our Western children are wired to with lots of stimulation. We always have to match that here in, in a way. All right, moving on. Uh, some of my favorites. So, so that concept of getting the children ready, the cogs and wheels, that concept is one of my all-time favorites because it's so impactful. You can guarantee, if you've done your preparation probably, that when you finish that lesson, those kids are going to get it. And when they come in class next time, they're going to remember it. If they don't, you need to take a, a, a deeper look inside yourself. What am I doing? How can I improve? I don't know. Do you hate it as much as I do when kids don't remember? School teacher? Yes. <laughs> she did your math. They come the next home. I don't know what we did. We're not supposed to have a pencil, you know. <laughs> They're kids. It's okay. All right. So how do we teach a Bible lesson in a way that's impactful? Most of my lessons use freebibleimages.org, and I print them out, do flip chart style. Um, I, I put them on PowerPoint. But there are those other times where, where you don't need to do that. And this is one of them. You guys almost need to come up come up closer to see this. This is the, the traditional sandbox. I can't really tilt it because everything will slide off. All right, so we've got some rocks over here. We've got a tent. We've got a little fireplace. These are rocks from the yard, sticks, that little foam stuff. Make a little fireplace. Um, one time I came up with a last-minute idea because... I couldn't think of anything else. Um, this was when David was anointed. Well, y'all just come on up here. You, you really need to see this one. Come on, come on, come on. quickly, quickly. <laughs> Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song, Solomon, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations. Let me see how that works. <laughs> came up here without me talking. Or <laughs> okay. So I had 
paper, and I had clothespins. And I had seen my mother make some characters out of clothespins. So I thought, okay, we'll do this. This was literally Saturday night. Um, <clears throat> here's Samuel. Sam, because I couldn't write the whole thing on there. And here's Jesse. Jesse's the father of David. You talk about all that. Uh, and Jesse had all these sons. Um, David was the youngest. He's a little thing. is much smaller. This was David. So you teach the story and you talk about what was it about David on the inside that made God use him? It was the beauty of the inside of him. Okay, so we tell the story. Uh, David's out there watching his sheep. There's something in here that's very, very beautiful on the inside. What is it? Can you see it? Can anybody find what is so beautiful on the inside? The kids are looking, they're making, they, they say, David, well, that, yeah, but that's not what I'm looking for. What is so beautiful? You, you play that for a little while. All right, there's something on the inside that's so beautiful. Are you ready for me to show you? All right. Make this real dramatic, kind of stretch it out a little bit, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then you pull up. And that's what the kids do. <laughs> Could you see the beauty of this from the outside? But on the inside, it's very beautiful. God, and of course, the, the Bible verse, God does not see as man sees. Man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. So the kids are just fascinated, and they don't forget it. They got that. This lesson teaches the concept all by itself, even though before the lesson, we do the traditional uh, uh, beautifully wrapped packages, and then we have an old greasy McDonald's bag um, that has a, a $2 bill or a $1 bill in it, and all the others have junk and rotten bananas and stuff. And the kids... This has backfired on me several times because I've had these amazing children who said, well, I'll take this one. I'll take this one because I know nobody else is going to want it. I've had those children. They're beautiful. Well, all the children are beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you ruined it. You ruined my, my idea. Okay, so, so go back. Oh, no, 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 no. Then I found this. Look at all those little characters. These are Jesus in a boat. Well, guess what? These are now Jesus' brothers. So instead of my clothespins, I use this. And here is my David. This is this is Goliath and this is David. Let me oh thank you. I'll just throw these out. And y'all can come look at these later. Um, I wouldn't teach David and Goliath to ever using these. Uh, he covers so much material, but look how big he is. And then these are his warriors. They're like clones of him. But here's David. So as Lisa said, you can take something and use it from many different places. And the kids don't are not likely going to remember. So, okay, now you can go back. Where did you get those? Um, out online. Uh, okay. It's called Bible Tours. Afterwards, if you want to see these, just come take a picture of the, the front the back of the box, wherever this is, and you can order these online if you want. What? Mardell. Okay. All right. All right. The elephant in the room over here. Here is the burning bush. Um, <clears throat> what inspired this was Halloween. Halloween inspired this. 
Home Depot one day, and I saw the portrait. Oh, it's fire. I can do that. You could use this for the fiery furnace. But I thought, I need to make a burning bush and then teach a lesson that way. So this was, was the inspiration. The way you do this is, uh, these, these are all Velcro on. Um, you just tell the story of, of Moses. The first, the first green ones are just review. Um, so we'll review, because this is long, there's a lot of information. So we do the review one, because we already studied about him, you know, having to leave Egypt, and then he came, and he, he uh, <clears throat> married Zipporah, and so forth. So then we stop, and we do something else. Um, and I'll show you my something else's when we get there. I think I'm, is my time? Uh, my time is up? Oh, no. Let me show you a couple of other things. <laughs> anyway, this pattern is on my website. It comes out this size. So, I guess this is just way too big. I, I, don't, I can't even store it. But it comes out that size, and you can get a light and go from there. Um, All-time hit. Um, Y'all know what cornhole is, right? Yes. Okay. This is something I got at a garage sale 35 years ago for $2. Get yourself some bean bags. Have somebody make them for you. The kids throw them in. Uh, it's a review game. They absolutely love it. Oh, my goodness, it didn't go in. Well, it's a, it's a hanger. That's what we call it. Um, one other thing I want to show you as far as how to, and then, then I promise we'll be done. Um, how to do memory verses. We do a lot of memory work, and I don't, do just one week and then it's forgotten. They have to repeat a memory verse in my class four times and then they get a little token to spend. But we work on them as well. So trust in the Lord with all your and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. That's a good start, but we don't stop there. Um, we, we add movement. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. They're leaning on a buddy. In all your ways, acknowledge him and we'll skip down the road. We add movements, but wait, there's more. <laughs> we sing it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. But wait, there's more. And you have this in your packet. This is a, well, you can laminate this, just a smaller version. You can laminate this. Here's the song. And there's an audio file, I think, on my website. But here's, here's a learning center. And this is all for this Bible verse. So you've got it. It's a puzzle. These are the words to the verse. On each end are matching little designs. If they don't know the verse by memory, they can match this up as a puzzle and lay it all the way out on the floor. Um, and then they have to say it. So there's repetition, repetition, repetition. This song and I, this song and others are from Sing a Story. And I, this is the last thing I'm going to do, I promise. The ladies that are out here, the people that are out here, they have these wonderful teaching materials that they don't want to take back to Texas with them. This is an example. You put these pictures on there instead of words. 
and you go through the Bible story. You can even let the kids do this. They also, here's the story of Jonah. Look at these big, beautiful pictures. And if you read Farsi, you can. <laughs> they send these overseas, but aren't these beautiful? For kids, they're already done. They're already laminated. These will last you 50 years. You will never have to buy something else for this lesson. Buy things, keep them, organize them in a way that they're easy to retrieve, and your collection will grow like, like Lisa's and my has. Mine has. Okay. That's all. <laughs> oh, a drawing, a drawing. We were going to have a drawing. I was going to give away some burning bush patterns and a Bible library. Everybody should have a Bible library in their room. You can make it half size or you can make it full size. Where's my basket? Oh. You get to choose what you want your name is called. Has anybody not put their name in there? Everybody stays at the drawing, right? Nobody's going to miss the drawing. Oh, you pick. Karen, pick. Make a name. Weezy Burger. Weezy. Karen, someone's visiting. Okay, let's pick another name. Okay. Ruth. Done. Oh, Ruth, come pick out you want another one. Okay. Quickly. We're done. We're done. Check out those materials in the hall. Deanna Brent. Deanna Brent. Deanna Brent. I'll pass too. Okay. Mary Anderson. Me too. Okay, come pick what you want. What? Uh, yeah. Until I get rid of all these. Three more to do. Uh, Edina. Edina? Edina Man. Oh, no way. Man. Just print those off on colors. Mm -hmm. Print them off on colors like do I did. Is there anyone that yeah. doesn't have a set of uh, New Testament? Yep, those are on. This, this oh. is on my website. Karen oh, Watson. Okay. So, Karen Watson designed all of these. What am I choosing from? Burden bush, or you can put that all on these. Uh, one more, one more. One more. Kate, please. Have a set. These are printed at 50%. Bible, Bible books is printed on cardstock, whatever size you want. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. If you like this idea, let us know.